Folks, here we have the story of the Good Samaritan, a story that we're quite familiar with. It even has come into our vocabulary. You know, we say so-and-so is a Good Samaritan, or so-and-so over here is like the Samaritan man. You remember three, two weeks ago, I gave a homily, and in the homily I, I spoke about the three territories there in the Holy Land. In the northern area was the, the land of, of Galilee, where Nazareth was, where Jesus grew up. In the middle section, the land of Samaria, the Samaritans were, were the folks who were sort of half-breeds, half-Jewish, half-pagan. Then the, the southern area is called the land of Judah. It was in that area where Jerusalem was, the capital of the Holy Land, as well as the city of Bethlehem where Jesus was born. With that in mind, let me, let me go through this gospel reading. So here we have a scholar of the law. Now keep in mind, the scholar, all of us are scholars, a scholar means someone who's able to read and write. That's what literally a scholar means. And, and when this scholar, this man who was popular, because not everybody could read and write in those days, actually very few could read and write, the scholar comes to Jesus and says, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? It's a good question. What must I do to get to heaven? We, we sometimes ask that question today, and we, we ought to. Jesus doesn't respond with an answer, but he responds with a couple of questions. What is written in the law? I mean, what is written in the Old Testament? What did Moses write down? How do you read it, Jesus says. And the man responds with the two great commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus responds to him. You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. Do this, put God first, love your neighbor as yourself, and you're going to experience heaven. Simple answer. The next, the next um, question this man, the scholar, asks Jesus is something that all of us do. Well, but who is my neighbor? Like, we try to... We say, okay, yeah, I know I'm supposed to do this, but what, what, like, what's the minimum I can do to get into heaven? Like, I just want to like, just barely get over the wall. What, what's, what's the minimum? Luke says, you know, because he wished to justify himself, he said, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus tells this parable. Taking into consideration the whole context of, uh, of the period, you know, Samaria, the, the Jews and how the Jews don't get along with the Samaritans and the Samaritans don't get along with the Jews. For the, for the Jews, the Samaritans are the bad guys. And then he, then he says, a man fell victim to robbers. A man fell victim to robbers. That's something that was ordinary at the time. Now we get into our vehicles and we drive really fast down the road, passing people's places, passing cities, we even lock our doors when we're going through certain cities, you know, that we think somebody could, you know, come into our vehicles. We're pretty safe. You don't hear much about robbers anymore, you know, someone breaking in or someone robbing you as you're on a trip. Every now and then you'll hear about someone breaking into a house. But for the people in their minds, when you travel someplace, most of the time you traveled on foot. And if you didn't travel in a group, you're, it's, there's a good chance you're going to get um, knocked over by robbers. So that opening phrase, a man fell victim to robbers. Where is he going? He went down, as he went down, from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jerusalem is the place where God dwells. Jericho is this city, 
which was destroyed by Joshua many centuries earlier. And it was Joshua who said, this city must never be rebuilt because it was a pagan city. And, it, and to, for the Israelites, in their minds, it under, they understood it as this is the place where God does not dwell. So the man is traveling from the place where God dwells to the place where God does not dwell. Jerusalem to Jericho. He's going downhill. It's all downhill to Jericho. I've been there, except I took a bus. Jericho is one of the lowest places. It's probably the lowest city in the whole world because it's right next to the Dead Sea, and the Dead Sea is the lowest place in the world, even below sea level. So he's traveling. He gets, he gets hit by robbers. He's stripped. He's beaten. And they leave him half dead. You're thinking like, yeah, that's the worst thing that could happen to a person. And then comes this priest. And the priest is on that same journey, leaving God to Jericho. Leaving God in Jerusalem on his way to Jericho. A priest happened to be going down that road. But when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. The, the priest in this context is a different type of priesthood than what we have today. This is a, a Levite priest. In that culture, in the culture of, of the Jews, the priests were, were this class of people, including the Levites, who were taken care of by the people. It's similar to me. How, how am I able to be here? It's thanks to your generosity, to the generosity of the people in Halliday as well as in and killed her that I'm able to have insurance on my car, that I'm able to even have a car, pay for the gas that I put into the car, all that. It's thanks to your generosity and the generosity of others. That was the same thing there for, for the Levitical priests. People would bring their, their belongings, the first fruits of their property, would give it for the temple worship and to provide for the families of the priests. So this man is a man who's greatly taken care of by the people. When he walks past this half-dead guy in the ditch, well, first of all, he notices him, and then he goes, he doesn't, like, you know, peer over to the edge of the ditch, and he, he sees him, and he goes to the opposite side of the road, completely tries to avoid this guy. Because it meant that if he happened to touch him, if the man was dead, he would become ritually impure. I mean, he could no longer serve there at the temple for about one day's time. But he wanted the esteem of others, so he avoids the possible dead guy. A Levite does the same thing. A Levite, this Levite is not a priest, but he's in that same class. And then the bad guy comes, the Samaritan traveler. He sees him, and he's moved with compassion at the sight. He approaches the victim and pours oil and wine over his wounds and bandages them. Then he puts him on his own animal. Like, that's big. You know, okay, you know, in that culture, okay, if, if you don't like the guy, well, I might help you a little bit, you know, but you're in no way going to ride in my car type of thing. You know, I might hand you five bucks, you know, the, the guy on the side of the road, but you're not getting in my car. You're going to make it messy. He puts him on his own animal, takes him to an inn, and cares for him. An inn at that time not only was, was a hotel, but it was also the, the best hospital one could have, a place to be. 
He then hands the innkeeper some of his own belongings, two silver coins. That's a lot of money. Hands it to the innkeeper with the instruction, take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I will repay you on the way back. St. Augustine and other church fathers say that the man in the ditch symbolizes humanity, symbolizes all of us. We're broken, we're wounded. The Samaritan traveler symbolizes Jesus, who's traveling outside his area. He's, the Samaritan is traveling outside of the land of Samaria. God leaves heaven, and he comes to provide for us, to care for us. He's moved with compassion towards us. He heals humanity. I want to back up a bit. When the man asks the question, when the scholar asks the question, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? He's referring to which people out there ought I to love? Which people out there ought I to help? That's, that's the question he's asking. The neighbor is the guy out there whom I help or don't help. When Jesus says, to the scholar, which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He changes the meaning of neighbor. He now refers to the neighbor as the one who's doing the helping. And why is, why is the neighbor the one doing the helping? It's because he himself has been healed. He himself has experienced compassion. And he reaches out to the one in the ditch. We sometimes say that. You know, so-and-so is a good neighbor. What do we mean by that? He's, he's the neighbor who actually helps me when I'm in a pickle. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? And the man answers, like all of us would, the one who treated him with mercy. The one who treated him with mercy. How do we get to heaven? Loving God above all things, putting him first making sure he is first in our week. It's why we come to Mass on the first day of the week. Making sure we say our daily prayers, God is first. And making sure as we live out our day that, God, that we're aware of God's presence throughout our day. That we don't say, okay, gone to Mass. Now I can live the rest of the week all by myself. Or I said my morning prayers. Now I can live the rest of the day all by myself. We're to love God above all things. And in loving God above all things, we begin to be healed. And when we come to encounter God and God's mercy, his compassion towards us, we are then commanded to go and do likewise. We're commanded to treat our neighbor with the same love that God has shown towards us. Jesus responds to the scholar. After the scholar said, the one who treated him with mercy, Jesus says, go and do likewise. That phrase, go and do likewise, is encapsulated in the last phrase of the Mass. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. We're to go out and do likewise. But we can't do likewise if we have closed hearts, if we have hearts that are not open to loving God above all things, if we have hearts that think we can get to heaven without loving God, without loving our neighbor. If we have hearts like that, we don't go out and do likewise. 
And then we try to justify, you know, the reason why I didn't help the old lady trying to get the paper towels in, in the Walmart aisle. You know, I was, I was in a hurry. I had to go to somebody's birthday party. We try to justify. We want to get into heaven, but by the least way possible. That's, that's the whole way of, it's the whole wrong way of getting to heaven. How do we get to heaven? It's like the scholar response, loving God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. That's how we get to heaven. Let's pray for the grace of this Mass to do just that.